Hello and welcome to the live stream edition of the Cyclone Insider Podcast. I'm Travis Hines. He's Randy Peterson coming to you on this Thursday afternoon ahead of Iowa State's trip to number 14 Oklahoma on Saturday in a 6 p.m. game that Randy and I will be at and are going to talk about right now. What's up, Randy? How are you? Yeah, um, I was glad the fog lifted this morning and uh, so maybe it's gone and we won't have to concern ourselves with foggy flights tomorrow, but uh, um, traveling with you is always an adventure. So what the heck? We just roll with it. Yep, that's that's that is accurate. It is definitely me that it makes traveling an adventure. Exactly. Uh, let, let's talk some football. I think the question everybody wants to to know the answer to, or at least ponder, is: Did we see a fundamental shift in the Iowa State offense last weekend in the thirty-four? 27 win over Oklahoma in which Iowa State threw it 38 times. Rocco Beck threw for 345 yards and three touchdowns without an interception. And it sure looked like throwing the ball worked a damn lot better than running it. Uh, Iowa State averages 2.2 yards per carry a week after 1.7 against Ohio, which was a week before averaging, what, 2.8 against Iowa. The offensive line continued to struggle in the run game. None of the running backs could really find much space to work with. 38 passes. I think they ended up with 38 rushes, but the the two touchdown fourth quarter lead kind of adds some noise there that I think otherwise wouldn't be. I'm not convinced. Actually, I'm very doubtful that we're going to see something even remotely approaching a full air raid type offense for Iowa State. But I got to think that the results speak for themselves, and there's going to be less of an emphasis on smashing your head against the line of scrimmage time and time again with their running backs and more, an acknowledge, more of an acknowledgement that passing the ball is going to be the strike for this offense going forward. Yeah, exactly. And we still haven't seen full – we haven't seen air raid. I mean, last week, like you said, I, I just did the tabulation. They threw 38 times. They rushed 34 times. That's 53 – percent against 47 percent which is as close to that 50 50 um situation that that hard-headed coaches like like to like to strive for um but, but what i thought was interesting was that of the 422 yards that iowa state got 300 almost 350 of them were through the air so if that's the only way they're going to move the ball they're going to do that they're going to they're going to like you said they're going to continue doing it but it's not going to be it's not going to be full bore and and hopefully for Iowa State's um for Iowa State is that Oklahoma won't put as many players near the the line of scrimmage as Oklahoma State did which maybe just maybe one of those um, um runs into the middle of the line could break for 10 or 15 yards or so or farther um, because we've not, we've not seen that. So I think, I think Oklahoma is going to play Iowa state probably more traditional and we'll, we'll see where that goes with Iowa state. But, but I think, I think it's, it's very proven. I mean, last week emphasized it, that the only way this team for now can move the ball is through the air. Um, but I was, I was, I was really surprised when I, till I looked at the, at the stats really, really closely and saw that of the 422 total yards, you know, all but 70 or whatever um, was, was through the air. So that's, that's, that's wrong. That, 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 that's, 
that's a fact, and it's something that that Iowa State. I don't know whether they can get it corrected this year or not, but it certainly has to be forefront in their in their playmaking that they're going to move it through the via the pass, and that but that doesn't necessarily mean they have to pass it on every play. Yeah, and you know, Campbell said point blank on Sat on Tuesday that they're never going to go out there and just sling it or swing it around, but. Having said that, I think there's two things that make me wonder about how they're going to call plays going forward in terms of skewing that 50-50 relationship towards the pass. Number one is that the running game isn't bad because of the running backs. I don't think we know anything about these running backs yet. The running game is abysmal right now because the offensive line is not creating holes, spaces, or seams. They're getting blown back time and time again. Like we've kind of probably beaten a dead horse here with how badly they played against Ohio, but it was only marginally better against Oklahoma State. You're playing a true freshman at guard half the time. You've benched your three-year starter at guard. And I still think that you know the center, left tackle are unproven young guys that you know are not always playing the type of football that you need to have success running the ball in the big 12. And I, I think that those are fundamental issues that I don't know that are going to change week to week. They can improve, but I don't know if they're going to change. And the second thing is what Campbell wants from his quarterback is Brock Purdy, right? Like he was exactly. the, the ideal quarterback for Matt Campbell, you know, takes care of the ball, highly accurate, not necessarily having to take shots downfield. Rocco Beck is kind of in that same mold. I'm not saying he's Brock Purdy. I'm not even really comparing them aside from this specific point is that Rocco has been hugely accurate and he's mostly taking care of the football. You know, there's been interceptions. Most of them have been kind of fluky to where I don't think you can put the onus on him, but he's completing a high percentage of his passes. He's taking care of the football. He's making good decisions. He's, to use Campbell's own words, he's earned the opportunity to have more responsibility within that offense. And when you put those two things together, a fundamental issue in the running game that we've seen now over the course of four games, plus a quarterback that has earned the trust of his coordinator and his head coach, to me, maybe we're not getting 80-20 passes, but 60-40, 70-30, I'm not going to rule that out, especially if they can incorporate some of the screen game and stuff to the flats that we saw at times on Saturday against Oklahoma State where you're getting essentially long handoffs that can, you know, maybe calm Campbell's fear about completely abandoning the run game. But, yeah, I agree. And, like, you and I talked about this earlier in the week, and like you so correctly pointed out, the more passes you throw, the more stuff that can go wrong also. I mean, Oklahoma is average. Oklahoma's um, touchdown – Oklahoma scoring drives – they're averaging seven plays per scoring drive. So they're, they're scoring pretty quickly. So that's, I was, he's going to have to hang on the ball a little bit too. And like you said, if you can do it through, through the screen passes, um, through, through chunk pass plays like that, so be it. But there's also a fine line that you, if you sling it around, like you, like you say, like you, like you mentioned, that it also can go the other way really quickly. I mean, there could be interceptions. Obviously, there's more opportunities for interceptions. Um, it, it's 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 an interesting it's an interesting um, 
I'd like to be a, a, in the room with with Shield House and, and and Campbell in that respect to, to just to just listen to what goes on with their conversations about about that because because I don't I think anybody knows right now that the only way they're moving the ball is through the air and Oklahoma's defense is vastly improved over over the last few years. Um, yeah, some of that is because Venable Venables came in a while back and and hung out with with the Iowa State staff, particularly John Haycock, and and picked these picked these brain on the three man front and and on the on the whole Iowa State defense. So I think there's there's probably ways Iowa State can move the ball. Now it's just a matter of of doing it. And going back to to what you were saying about about the offensive line, I would not be shocked to see Brendan Black starting at that other guard position on, on Saturday, that, that would absolutely not shock me at all. I, I didn't keep track of plays. I wish we, I wish we would get snaps on the, on the stat sheet. We've asked for it multiple times, but it would not surprise me if Brendan Black got just as many snaps as anybody else at that, at that position. So he's good. Um, he, he's Campbell knew that and his staff knew that when they brought him in and he didn't hurt himself on on Saturday whatsoever. So, and he was part of a of an offense that that uh, that that protected um, the quarterback, protected Rocco. And so, I don't see why why screw that up. Just keep going with it. Yeah, I mean, I just I think the offensive line. Again, I said it earlier. I don't think this is fixable from a fund like maybe the personnel is, is the answer. You get Remsburg back in a couple of weeks, you know, maybe Brendan black, you know, f- sorts things out in the interim and maybe beyond, but it just, uh, I'm not seeing it right now and we'll find out on Saturday, but I think this Oklahoma team is better defensively certainly than they were last year. And, you know, Venables knows what he's doing on that side of the ball to where I just think it's going to be really hard for them to run the ball on Saturday, but you can't go throw it 35 times no, you or you can't. can't go there 45, 55 times because you're just putting, if that goes wrong, it's going to go really wrong in a hurry to where you blink and you're down three scores. Like that, that is what has got to be the fear for Iowa state where they can look at this thing and say, we know we're better off passing, but unless we execute at 97%, we're giving Oklahoma the ball back a lot with a lot of time still on the clock because you go out and throw it every down the clock stops and you're not going to score a touchdown on every drive. And, you know, by the way, we haven't really seen this Iowa state offense sustain drives either through the pass or through the air. We've seen them get chunk plays through the air to score. So it's just, this is a really tough situation for Iowa state to try to build off the momentum or the, the good vibes of last week. And again, Iowa State's got to get all the credit that they deserve for how much better they played offensively on Saturday. But I think that's probably a bad Oklahoma State team, the pretty mediocre defense, to where it's not going to be where you're just steadily improving upon that every week. I think the challenges are going to get significantly harder on that side of the ball throughout the season, starting with this weekend. I'm going to answer a couple of questions here because um, we asked for questions on the on this here so Jared wants to know Jared Haberer wants to know does Campbell have any offensive consultants on staff to help with the scheme so I was just looking that up as, as you were talking yeah Jake Waters is on staff and Jake Waters is the one that's in the quarterback's ear um, on the on the field he's he's in direct contact with 
with Nate Shieldhouse in the press box. So it's it's Jake, and we've heard we've heard um, Rocco talk about about Jake quite often. So Jake's Jake's on the field, and you, if you watch during a timeout, you see the players huddle up, but they're on their position groups. Jake is the one that that's that's doing a lot of most of the talking. Um, to Rocco and also up in the press box, or yeah, I assume he's up there. It's Kyle Kemp. He's also an offensive consultant. So um, in that respect, Iowa State's Iowa State's got a couple good ones, and obviously Kyle Kemp beat Oklahoma in whatever it was, 2000 and 2017. So um, one more before. We, well, just before before you yeah. move on, like, I, I don't think the problem is scheme i think oh yeah the, the problem i don't even want to call it a problem i think the holdup is campbell's philosophy which he has articulated time and again that they got to run the football i mean that how many times have we heard him say that over yeah. eight years randy is that this we're going to establish the run we're going to be a run first team so again i don't think necessarily it's scheme it's they don't right now have the personnel to execute the scheme and the philosophy that they want. I think that right now is the bigger part. And, you know, that ultimately lands with Campbell to a, you know, roster management and B to adapt. And again, I think you can criticize Campbell for all of the above, but the counter argument would be the recruiting at the highest level that they've ever recruited to. And two, they did adapt last week. You can say they were slow to adapt and be accurate, but they did adapt last week. So I do think there's, there's gotta be some give and take there when you're looking at, how this offense is operating and why it's operating the way it is. Take your next question, Randy. Yeah. And I have a problem. Yeah. Yeah. I know. No, I, no, I'm just add to that. Yes. And I, it, it, this is a, this is the eighth season. There's no reason that the offensive line has gotten to this. It's not like they put offensive linemen, a lot, a ton of offensive linemen in the NFL. It's not like they've lost them to the draft. So the offensive line should not, should not be like this um, across from, from left to right. Um, yeah. Okay. Um, some Dr. Clone wants to know um, where to go. Do you, do you, uh, do we expect, okay. Does Travis expect Oklahoma to stuff the run and make Rocco beat their corners? Um, so um, there you go. I, I'll let you go with this one, Travis. I mean, if I'm, Oklahoma, and I'm not, and I'm certainly not Brent Venables. I don't know that I would initially start with stacking the box. Are you cons- are you right. sure that Iowa State can run against seven men in the box? Like I just, I I would test that theory first, and then if you've got to adjust, you got to adjust. But obviously, Campbell has it shocked the heck out of me. The- Gundy stayed with it for as long as he did. Yeah, yeah I mean, Campbell put a lot of the onus it's, on the running me. game. The struggle is how many people they were stacking the box. Yeah. So I, I wouldn't think so, but we'll I can't see. Believe. I mean, like Iowa yeah. State showed a competent passing game on Saturday that you have to respect. It has not shown a competent running game yet this season. Let's let's not forget that the defense is going to have to come through and, and play its best game. And last week certainly that's, wasn't that, its best game. That's what? the overlooked part of this whole thing is that exactly. the, the defense still has to the defense still has to play lights out. To give them a chance, yeah. like we're we're taking that for granted, or like, and that's to John Haycock's credit. That's to this defense's credit for the last few years to the players that have you know executed the scheme. That they still have to be excellent to give this team a chance, and that's obviously baked into the philosophy you know that 
holistically Campbell's putting together, but they were not the greatest on Saturday. And I think injury had a lot to do with that. Uh, but certainly, you know, you raised your eyebrow a little bit watching that defense. It was good, no doubt, but it was not as great as it normally and historically has been. So I think that's absolutely true that you got to keep an eye on that and not necessarily take for granted that that group is going to be elite if those injuries are keeping guys like Malik Verdun and Darian Porter or Gary Vaughn off the field. I don't, yeah. And, and we've heard that, that on Tuesday that Gary Vaughn was practice, he practiced Tuesday. So I guess we'll just have to, to wait and see about that. Um, you know, we've heard that before. We also heard that Cartavius was practicing on Tuesday. Also, um, I kind of like that Ike guy. I, I'm not going to even try to say his last name, the defensive lineman. Um, he played pretty well, and he's just a freshman. So I think I think I think Haycock is doing a good job on that side of the ball, as always, as always, and the staff, as always. But they're doing a, a good job of maintaining the Iowa State defensive way, while also integrating younger players in there for the future. Um, whereas the offense, I don't think the offense has that luxury to be able to do that. Um, and, and that we're, we're seeing, we're seeing that, uh, that come to fruition. Another thing, Chase Contreras is going to have to be, have to be lights out like he was last week, like he was in every game except one. Um, and well, by the way, when's the last time Iowa state broke a, a kickoff return for a touchdown? Um, because guys knows there could be plenty of opportunities on Saturday. So if I, for Iowa state to win, it's just all the stars are going to have to, to line up perfect, um, you know, like we saw in whatever, 2017, we saw in 2019, if, if I, if Purdy connects on that conversion pass to, to LaMichael Petway. Um, so I guess it's not out of the, out of the realm of possibility, but this is a pretty good long shot for, for it to happen on Saturday. Yeah. About a three touchdown underdog. Yeah. It's a tough spot to be in, and I think it's an earned spot given what the struggles that we've seen from Iowa State. And I think we're going to learn a lot about that offense, I think, in a hurry, being in that kind of environment and, you know, really being, you know, put a lot of onus on the quarterback to go out and make plays or at least to move the offense down the field. Because, again, I mean, I've said it a hundred times now. I just I don't think you can go down to Norman, Oklahoma and count on being able to run the football as currently constituted. Um, it's going to be – tough for Iowa State, but certainly you re- you mentioned 2017. That immediately uh, took the word impossible out of my vocabulary when it comes to football because that was as bad of a setup as you could possibly ever imagine for a football team that ultimately went down and won, won the game. The part about that game too, Randy, like they fell behind early. Like I remember like yeah. in the first quarter being like, oh, I think I can start writing, and then obviously they shocked the world there. Um Huge Herculean task, maybe not quite the same this year as that year, but certainly a tough spot for Iowa State to be in on Saturday night in Norman, Oklahoma. Randy and I will be there all night long, well into the early hour of Sunday. Be sure to check out DesMoinsRegister.com for all of our coverage. We appreciate you listening, and we will uh, check you next time.